you what's good people you we got another episode here um in space here with chris connor uh please forgive my voice had a long night yesterday but wanted to uh tap in with y'all again as we talked about the last episode hope everybody had a good holiday um or is enjoying the beginning of the holiday season uh one way or another this time though we brought back um favorite guest of mine one of my favorite followers on twitter if you don't follow him already please tap in i got coach mike cyprian here with me um i don't know if y'all see he got the brand with him today the film don't polo <laughs> you told me man you told me i had to get it up baby so i'm like let me go ahead and, and get it cracking <laughs> good man uh you, you're gonna you have to let the people know when it's time when they can you know when they can tap in purchase some products man but how you doing bro good man good um got the last of the thanksgiving leftovers out the way you know once you pass that once you get to that three-day mark you gotta gotta get rid of it Dog. Um, <laughs> that's what my girl said she said, <laughs> oh, she said uh at the at thursday because i could eat leftovers for a little bit but she ain't really but that's not really her thing she was like monday night all is going out <laughs> yeah yes indeed because my my mother-in-law she's jamaican man she hooks up behind all she was like, yeah, Mike, we're gonna cook something before we leave tomorrow. And I'm like, shucks, you gotta find out what to do with the other with the, with the Thanksgiving stuff. So I'm like, we gotta freeze the stuff and something getting frozen. We're not tossing everything. Toss that nasty mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is terrible. We're gonna have a different we're gonna have a different conversation before it's all said done about that comment that needs to that you need to at least be seeing a preliminary hearing for it. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, this episode of In Space is always, guys, is brought to you by by DraftKings Sportsbook, um, home of the you know of the five for the one fifty. Man, if y'all haven't lined up, if y'all haven't signed up already, please do. It's an easy way to win some free money. Um, the code right there is at the bottom. Boot B double O T. Um, and yeah, man, let's get into the show. So the reason we hear Mike is because um, I mean, there's a there's always things to talk about in the sports it's always things to talk about specifically in the nba which is like i mean every day something something's happening Some, you know there's some type of uh subject that can be deemed or is literally controversial but um so a few days ago um for like the the second the second night in a row i feel like the lakers has been playing the spurs like all week damn near but man um <laughs> On the beginning of the back in the standings, which they're trying to get the lake, they're trying to get the Lakers called back up in the standings, scheduling uh, some of them cupcakes back to back. I mean, the only the only um, positive in this is that I, I mean, their their schedule in December well, uh, December is brutal. It's absolutely yeah. brutal. I mean, a lot of good teams, a lot of road games. It's ugly, man. Um, but. At the the uh, the end of the first game against the Spurs earlier this week, um, Anthony Davis was uh, he had a post game interview because I don't know if you saw it or not, and I got the video. We gonna play it, but AD um, had comments about Lonnie Walker, who had a little, you know, the Spurs recognized him for his uh, time in San Antonio and gave him a little video trip. Mm-hmm. And AD said this. You know, probably a little emotion for a game of tribute. Uh, wish I had one of those, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's good to always play back in, in, your, in your old team. Um, 
Mike, you start. You you give your comments. I I, I can talk all day about this, but go ahead. So, I I, I didn't even listen to. That's my first time listening to what AD actually said. Because I you know I was it was loud in the house, so I saw the caption, read the caption. I mean, and if we're talking strictly off what he did on the court, yes, yes, my man put up historic numbers. Um, Pelicans had a national spotlight strictly because of how good he was, how dominant he was. We we saw the best version of AD, in my opinion, when he was here. But it's just something about 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 outside influences. You know, it's just how he ended how he ended his tenure. Now, I don't and I don't think a lot of people say, well, AD doesn't owe us anything. You know, he doesn't owe us a goodbye post on Instagram, but he doesn't owe us a billboard saying thanks and oh. The that's all, folks. You you know, Chris, how petty we are in, in the city. You know exactly how petty yeah. New Orleanians can get, and yeah. you cannot you cannot leave how he did. Um, we we haven't booed Chris Paul once, and he left. We haven't booed Drew Holiday once, but them dudes were were as class as you can get. And whatever was said behind the scenes to whoever, we don't know that. We have we just know what them dudes gave us on their way out. How, how positive they were. Chris Paul still speaks glowingly about the city, not basketball related. Just, I mean, you you can walk in Harris and see Chris Paul in Harris, and he'll chop it up with you, take pictures with you, like he's one of us. Um, and that's what that's what when you from when you play in in New Orleans. I mean, CJ McCollum gets it already about how how to embrace the city, and there's something about that, at least verbally and out out in public spaces, we never got from AD. And then when it was time for him to go. Then he got petty. He got with the that's all shirt. Uh, I think I think Griff needs to probably put on put Porky Pig on a big the jumbotron at the end of one of the Lakers games. Yeah, uh, and let that be his tribute. So, ironically, uh, Coach, I mean, I, I'm I'm of the mindset that, um, and I've been thinking, I felt this way for a while when it came to Anthony Davis. I I, I was of the mindset that a lot of people should let a lot of that pettiness and stuff and re like revolving him go. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, he was just too much. He's been too much of a topic. And I think for this team, especially where this current, where well, this franchise is after the Anthony Davis trade, because of the Anthony Davis trade, like he's a, you know, in a lot of ways he should be treated as an, as an afterthought. He shouldn't right. command, command as much attention as, as he does. And I think that we were slowly starting, starting to get away from that. I mean, the jokes are always going to fly or whatever. But part of that goes exactly. into why he doesn't have a video tribute, mainly because it's, I think, energy from his side and some of his supporters on the way out and afterwards that yeah. was never really talked about. It was almost as if he was and still is shocked why the city, um, the fans and others feel the way that they feel about him right um and there's a there's like a sense of entitlement as well that's involved like yeah. I, you know what i mean look because look bro and i like mike i tell people this all the time like i i remember the morning i woke up and the and the original um anthony davis request came out he was actually hurt during that during that period of time but i remember i remember when it came out and my first response wasn't like hey you know, oh, AD is sucker, or you know, um, it wasn't negative. Like my my energy wasn't towards him. 
I was actually everybody for the most part when the trade request first came out, they knew it was coming and they understood. They took mm -hmm. like a good majority of people understood. The people even at that time feel like, hey man, you know, part of this responsibility, you know, you got to take part, you know, some point of accountability in regards to how this team was structured and your availability on the floor and you not wanting yeah. to play the five and some things that you could have done better that other superstars around the league have been doing with lesser talent. But but all that changed after everything, uh, pretty much after that day, through his uh, through through his management and yeah. Lakers getting yeah. involved and some of his comments yeah. afterwards, stuff like that. That's where it really changed, and I and I don't know whether disconnected with his side not being able to see that. Yeah, and he let everybody speak for him, and that. And that kind of parallels with, uh, and I hate to, hate to you know pick at a scab, but it kind of parallels with what a lot of people were thinking about when we didn't hear from Zion, yeah, from all of that time, where we were like, okay, what are you thinking? Because we've been through this before. Now Zion's way younger than AD in that process, and it's not, it wasn't ever fair to attack Zion, but to speaking to AD, you can't, you can't leak all of this or let stuff get leaked or let people speak on your behalf when you you're on your second contract like you're a max contract top five player in the league you ought to be able to speak for yourself you can't just let the the fans who defend you to a lot of people you know because now we don't do a lot of fans i don't want to say we but fans uh they the jokes flying about the street clothes stuff but when AD had the Pelicans jersey on, a lot of fans, if not every fan that, that rooted for the Pelicans, defended that dude. Correct. So while you may not owe you may not owe them an explanation, the fan base doesn't owe you any kind of gratitude, although it, we don't owe you any warm welcome when you come back. And that's the thing that a lot of these, the entitlement that you speak of, because you get a lot of people from outside of New Orleans that say, well, y'all are lucky to have them, or y'all ran off another player, and this, that, and the third. Well. We understand people understand that trades happen. I mean, me for one, I don't speak for everybody. I was one of the very few at the time that defended LeBron with the decision. So I was like, it's free agency. He yeah. played out his contract. That happened. Now how he went about it was terrible. Yeah. But dudes move around all the time. So how would how would I look, you know, being mad at AD wanting to put himself in a better situation for his career, especially when they, when you talk about legacy and rings and you know, not getting over the hump, stuff like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been upset with him. But when it came out that people was, you know, taking little pot shots and he was letting people say certain things and make the organization look bad to justify him making a trade request and he wasn't saying anything, then all of a sudden you get into a situation like, all right, well, AD, what do you want, bro? Well, like, we've defended you, we rolled for you. You know, when people took shots about the city not being a basketball city and not knowing how we showed out in that Portland series Ooh. when uh you know like who who did who who is Drew Holiday pointing at when AD's flexing after he dumped on somebody? <laughs> we had we had the dudes back and all we were like, okay, well just don't leave us in the dark. So if you don't owe us that, then we don't owe you a warm welcome. The, the organization can do what you want, but you're not gonna stop the petty from the fans. It, it goes it goes both ways. I mean, you know, it's like there was no there was no um there was no thank you from him, right? I mean, I I don't believe I don't to this day not a nothing in the paper, uh, nothing in an article. I mean, um, I don't remember him ever. You know, it's not like AD 
you know, he's like an accidental misguided villain. Right. Because he ain't said, yeah. you know, he ain't said, oh, you know, you know, the city sucks. You know, like, you know, Baron Davis okay. to this day, like Baron Davis to this day will not say many nice things about the city of New Orleans. Hated it. No. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just AD, you know, AD no, said, it you know, but it's, it's the handling of it. It's things that, you know, just almost being aloof to things that were done. And like you meant a lot of what you mentioned about letting people speak for you, even, like okay, you went, you know, you you wore the uh, that's all folks shirt, which again I'm gonna put back up here um, on your final day with your box and what you're packing away. And, and and listen, it's so many different things. He left the game like halftime, you know, uh, or I think like first or second quarter. Uh, he wasn't playing. He was he he was sitting on the bench, and this was after the you know the league kind of stepped in and made them. Made the Pelicans, you know, yeah, play yeah, a certain yeah. period of time. Yeah. He leaves mm-hmm. a national mm-hmm. televised game, which is, a, I mean, I think the Pelicans ended up winning that game. He leaves like the first, second quarter, and now Virginia's being asked about. It. He's pissed off. He doesn't know. He ain't been told nothing. That's part yep. of it. You wear that sh- yep. shirt, and then afterwards, when you're asked about it, you say, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, my stylist picked that out. I don't, bro. You a grown man." Like you know what I'm saying? Just own it. Just own it. Whatever it was. If AD would have came out and said, "Yo, man, I'm just tired of this," and you know, maybe maybe he can't say for business reasons, you know, and you know, um, for the league to have to get involved. I specifically want to go here. You you can't be completely blunt, you know. So everybody knew that, that, that it was a plan. The fix was in to get him to to get him to LA. Exactly. Exactly. But all you got to do, like he comes back. I, I mean, all these memories are coming back now, Mike. The first. He doesn't speak for a week after after the trade uh, request comes in and the stuff starts to happen with Clutch. And his teammates are, when he's still a Pelican, his teammates, I remember Drew Holiday and a bunch of folks are up there talking about him. All the questions are at, are at AD. But who you see in the background practicing, putting up layups? AD. AD. Oh, listen, they're they here for you, bro. Come up here and stand on what you did. Yes. It's that simple, yep. and not you know, and and we wouldn't be talking about years later. Oh man, I wish that because bro, eventually, like they're gonna retire his jersey, and he's gonna get a video tribute. And years from now, coach, he gonna say the same thing. A lot of a lot of players, a lot of a lot of adults, a lot of men say about things they didn't in their younger in their younger ages. I probably could have handled that differently. Exactly. I wish it would have went better at the time. I wish I wish both parties because he he'll still find a way to. To say something about the Pelicans would have did something better, or something that instead of just taking all of the blame on himself, all of the accountability, like you said, yeah. and and that's a shame too, man, because because most fans in these instances side with the player. Just think about what was said about the organization through this time, and and basically until maybe about half a year ago when AD kept getting hurt, and now all of a sudden people in LA were like, oh, that dude. That dude really is street clothes. <laughs> we we do all of them screw up. But think about it. You know, our our front office was was in shit. People they just now stopped talking about how uh, associating David Griffin with how Anthony Davis's tenure went here. Like David Griffin came in on the tail end of that, and he was still taking bullets for how AD's tenure went. You know about about the city not having uh, certain things that marquee players don't don't have. Uh, about us not being a ever being a playoff contender, not being 
you know, taking basketball series about all the infamous and staff out and having to share the same training staff and same front office stuff. Thanks. You know, every all of that was tossed, all those grenades were tossed in our laps to justify why AD was handling it by people on the outside. But internally, we again all, all the fans wanted was just like just keep it hundred with us. We know you Chris Paul left and again we still welcome him with open arms. Um I mean Eric Gordon I should say redacted because we don't really speak that name around no. these parts. Him and him and him and BD, we don't. But BD's time was short here, and I don't know that BD really took a dump on the city. He just like like nah, that's just not. He's from the West Coast. I've been yeah. to Oakland. My best friend stays in Oakland, and I've been to Cali a crap ton. Yeah, Cali's where it's at. So if I'm born and bred in Oakland, and I play for the Warriors, of course I'm gonna compare New Orleans to Oakland, and it's not gonna be the same. I get that. Um, but it's just a way of it's just a way. Even if like Drew Holiday, even if again Drew Holiday wasn't happy and he went into to Griff and front office and expressed that behind the scene when when Drew stood it up, when Drew had the cameras on him, he at least he if at the very worst he tricked us into thinking he loved being here. So when he you know when it, when his trade request came out, it was understood like yeah we we rebuilding. Drew, Drew deserves better than to be a part of a rebuild. Let's get him somewhere where he can have some kind of success. You can spin it that way. Is that it, it was it was that simple? Because if it, if you kept it strictly about basketball, everybody, I mean, I feel like most people should completely side with AD one and out. You know, I mean, or AD wanting to be in a better situation. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not, I mean, and we learn this all the time. It's not what you do. Um, it's typically how you, how you do it or how that message, how you look to communicate the message that you're trying to um, put forward. And that was the issue. Everybody. I saw so many people on Twitter. They, I mean, it was, it, it was night and day that was trying to figure out, all right, where to go here. And the conversation was about Dale Demps and, you know, and yeah. you know, the Vincent's like, that's, that's where the conversation was at. It wasn't about AD. Until exactly. some of these other things started to happen, it really had nothing to do with basketball. To where everybody started to turn on him and sour on, um, you know, anything positive that he had done the previous six years. So, um, right. But right. yeah, man, I, I I wanted to, to. I mean, that did lead me. I mean, it's gonna be. You know, we're gonna. Uh, you know, pretty much kind of wrap up after after this. But I did want to go into. Um who you would give a video tribute to of the players that have been um, a part of the Pelicans organization uh, over time. Like if you could pick, let's say, I don't know, four, four players. And some of these guys uh, that, that you're going to name, I believe already have had video tributes. And, right. you know, like I know that there was a conversation about when, when the Pelicans redid the practice facility and some of the things um even at the arena you don't see chris paul's picture in with some of those classic teams but that's because right. he hasn't retired he's still an active player right so they they, right, you know, they, right. they only put retired players um up there one day he he will be up there his jersey will be retired everything like like we we're clear with that but mike if you had to give a few players video tributes since uh ad obviously isn't gonna get one anytime soon uh, <laughs> who would you pick from Pelicans history? 
of Pell's history, I think Ryan Anderson needs to get some flowers. Um, I thought I thought next to AD, he had some big moments, made some big shots for us. It didn't always go well. Yeah, but he's one that I, I like. He seemed dependable, um, but it's just he did. I it just I, again like the timing with guys like him is just totally off because just put Ryan Anderson and his shot making and his ability to stretch the floor on this. Pelicans team right now, um, would he he do great things? So I just think the timing was bad. Um, I know I know it's not the same color, but same franchise. Got to give my man Tyson Chandler. Uh, once I, I do think that I don't know that his number will be retired, but Tyson has some real good moments, some real good games um, for the Pels, and he kind of him and Chris. I mean, his name got here for what he was, what he what he. What he done, what he did for the rest of his career when he left here, you know, I was happy when he won when he won the championship with with the Mavs because we. Sh- I think if David Weston blew his knee out, who who knows what happens with with the Pels in the playoffs? Yeah. I think Tyson Chandler deserves his deserves his flowers, and I, I not to say that he didn't he didn't get them from the organization, but I, I can watch one from him. I can watch one from David West um, and Ryan Addison. I. I'd, I'd probably pick those three. And like, like you said, you know, the ones who I'm thinking about, Josh Hart, Drew, all of those guys, you know, got their, got their due from, from the organization. Uh, of course, you know, I'm already ready for B.I.'s tribute, and he, he still hasn't finished his career with us yet. So, right. But yeah, David Wilson and Tice. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of partial to the Hornets players because I was working at the Oyster House, the team, wow, just going to – just finished my senior year in high school at Coin, and I was working at Acme Oyster House just to save a little bread to go to college with. And there was the welcoming party at Acme on the top floor, and I was like, "Yo, we about to get a basketball team." So, I'm, I'm, I love the Pels, but I'm a Hornets man. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm Hornets. I'm part of those players. Now, I, you know what? And I like what you said about um, about Tyson because, like, I mean, you're right, man. Tyson's career changed like it changed coming to new orleans like he like people people gotta remember like tyson was supposed to be one of the best prospects we had ever seen yeah and coming out of high school and he goes to the bulls and you can see like things are taking time for him right it just he wasn't he wasn't the individual player that i think a lot of people wanted wanted him to be it was gonna take time and then you connect him with chris paul yeah and everything changes and i mean it really it it changed for chris paul it changed for tyson um and then it helps both of them like later on in their career because you know how good does deandre jordan become with the Clippers exactly Chris Paul without without chris having, paul. Yep. right but without you seeing tim and tyson for so many years right right um, right yep, I agree. It just, yeah it just it just continues like that that athletic rangy center um, it, I mean, it bodes a great conversation for those that feel like guys like on this current roster and Jackson Hayes just simply need a point guard because you never know what someone like that can change, especially for someone that has those natural gifts. But yeah, Tyson, I mean, his his whole career, I, I, if I'm correct, his first year of averaging a double-double was um, as a member of the Hornets. Um, it just just everything everything clicked for him, you know, around that time. His body was different. Um, yep. 
you know, he became he got an attitude, man. Yeah, uh-huh. playing next he to David West, I think I think he came out. He got some attitudes. I think Chris Paul and David West kind of helped shape him, like help him develop a develop a character, yeah. a bit of an identity. He couldn't. He didn't have to think as much offensively. He's like Chris Paul, like look, just catch the lob and finish the play. And then now he can focus. And I think that's why he became a better defender as well, because he didn't have to carry so much offensive responsibility because he was playing next to Chris Paul and David West. So I think that helped him out a lot. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, Tyson. Tyson's a really good pick. Um, David West, I mean, look, man, I, you know, we talking about um, a dude that, um, man, was another dude that was a leader, was drafted, drafted in New Orleans, um, really never got, it was, was one of the most underrated players in the league for a long time, you know, makes yeah. it, I think, what, what he was an all-star, what, once, maybe, maybe twice in New Orleans. Him and um, Big Cat, yep. Yeah, yeah, and just and just really went about his business. Really, nobody messed with him. You know, I remember that. You know, in, in that playoff series against against Dallas, um, you know, the first time they got there, where you know, I mean, the Hornets just really wiped wiped the floor with the Mavericks, and him him and Dirk mm-hmm. having having moments, and it was just nothing that yep. that team could do. Right, David West had dominant moments, and for a dude that pretty much had a simple game before the game changed, before he had to, you know, before a guy of you know of his size with his game maybe would have had to kind of uh revert to taking more perimeter shots you know behind the behind the three-point line I mean yo man he was simple pick and pop grab some rebounds you know work out the post fadeaways fundamentally sound yep. and was a leader and a and a, a a tough dude and somebody who um I think embodied what fans of you know, a New Orleans fan would like, you know, somebody who just, yeah. you know, is going to get it out the mud every night. He was dependable. And until, like you say, until he until he blows out his knee, um, you know, David West was one of the more dependable guys night to night, pretty much for the team. Yeah. And, that, and, and that connection with him and, you know, with him and Chris Paul, um, you know, it was just it was great, man. It was great to watch for many years and should have lasted a little bit longer than it did. But I agree. Yeah, man. I agree. Shout out. Shout out to D West, man. But yeah, um, I definitely agree with those. You mentioned um others like you know Drew and Josh, and you know, we know how that is. Now, I'll ask you this, and we'll and we will for real close out this time. If you can't say BI and you can't say Zion, and you had to pick somebody on this current team, um, no, nah, you can't say BI, you can't say CJ or Zion. What current player on this roster would be your vote to be the next person to get a video tribute? You're kind of looking forward, but if you can't name anybody from the big three, who would be your guest to say, all right, that guy's going to be someone that we're going to be putting out a video for in 10 years, 15 years? Probably her, and I'm biased towards her because I had when I was playing in college, like, Mike, you're not going to get many shots. The ball touch your hand. If you open, shoot it. If not, pass it. Let the other guys do everything. Uh, you just go out there and you just go out the best, the other team's best player, try your best. And her, uh, I'm, I'm biased towards dudes like that. Kind of like under the radar, under, under, underappreciated. And not, not her appreciated, obviously. People know who he is as a defender, uh, except the refs. They, they don't about who he is as a defender, but. I'd say her and JB's like right, like nipping at his heels. Cause I don't think JB, I think JB, what he's what he's done since he's been here, 
it's kind of starting to get a little bit underappreciated. And I, we knew that was going to happen with Zion coming back. Somebody was going to be the odd man out uh, of the top dogs, and that just happened to be JV. But I'd probably go her, her like one A and JV one B of the of the guys not in the big three. Hey man, I'm picking anybody, and I I, I definitely love uh, Jonas Jonas getting his flowers there. Uh, I'm picking anybody from that from uh, last year's draft class. I mean, anybody or the year before last. Anybody, whether that's Jose, who's undrafted technically, um, Herb, as you mentioned, or Trey, any one of those guys are likely or in that range. I could see getting. I mean, Jose's become, I mean, a, what like a, a cultural like phenomenon now. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I mean, he like he's on his way to becoming like uh, a verb, right? Like he, you know, you got people in the World Cup. You know, doing doing his yeah 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 doing the doing the GTA. It's crazy. Like it's 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 absolutely crazy. And I mean, he's in the he's in the midst of also just continuing to show he's a really good basketball player. And everybody, I mean, everybody loves Jose. He brings the energy, brings the passion. If he's able to stay in to stay a Pelican for, you know, hell, I mean, Josh wasn't here that long, and you know, he he got Mm -hmm. some love. I don't think it's gonna take long for Jose and Trey. Trey's one of those dudes that I think, man, I think Trey has a chance to be a Pelican for 10 years. Like I, I, Thompson I, died, I yeah, yeah. I think, I think he has a, he's one of those dudes that um, is going to, you're not going to be, there's not going to be any question about what he's worth on the market, what you got to pay him to keep him. Everybody's going to want him. He's only going to continue to get better. Dude comes from a really good family. Um, yeah. I mean, good personality, doing doing good stuff in the in the culture, really likes the city, um, and has like star potential. I don't know about I, I don't yeah. know exactly how far, but Trey could be a star, dude. So I mean, um, you know, I see a dude that um like I think how Miles Bridges has like really went from all right, that's a nice role player to wait. He might be a star. No, not Miles Bridges. Uh, Mikael Bridges. There you go. In, Mikael uh, Bridges. Yeah. Oh, and, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Phoenix. Like, his game just continues to go from, like, year to year. Like, okay, he's really good. He can help you in spurts. He can help you in certain areas, certain matchups to wait. Wait. Every night, that dude might be one of the best players on the floor. And it's yeah. not really talked about. It's not really being being talked about enough consistently. But I see like Trey year from now, two years. It, it's just gonna happen. He's yeah. getting his flowers now, but as he continues to add to his game and get more comfortable, and he gets more and more opportunity, I think that dude is gonna be looked at, especially still being a third, fourth, fifth option, similar to, to what Mikael is right now. We're gonna be looking at him. They may not be the same player. I don't think Trey's gonna be the, the defender that Mikael. Defender, no. Right, but right. Um, I see that kind of like pattern for Trey. But they're the same. Like they're what NBA wings and perimeter players are. Now six seven. I mean, pushing six ten at the Trey. Um, long range and can stretch the defense. But they've added enough off the bounce where they can get like Trey can get to his spots. And then look, Trey not get get you know you you associate most shooters with they can't put it on the deck more than three more than three dribbles. And when they get to the paint, they're not 
great finishes. Well, Trey's get to the paint and he's putting guys on posters. Yeah. So that 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 adds to star quality too. When you can when you can you can make the big shots from four feet behind the paint. But then when you get inside the paint, I mean four feet behind the three point line, I'm sorry. But then when you get inside the paint, you can put somebody on the deck. I mean in in the in the body bag. That 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 gets that that gives you star quality because that gets everybody tuning in every night to see. Oh, man, Trey Trey lined up five five feet behind the three point line. He can really shoot it from deep. Oh, and by the way, he's he's rising above everybody when he gets to the cup. So, but Bridges is the same. Now Bridges isn't as prolific a three point shooter, yeah. but he can make shots from that area. But again, he can also do damage and put people inside the rim when he gets to the paint. People like to see that. They're getting passing lanes. They're running the fast break. They're highlight dunks, stuff like that. People want to see that. So when you talk about those guys having star power potential, I think that plays into it. Right, because certain players, certain players that get drafted as quote-unquote role players, I think they, once they get past a year or two, especially if you're on a good team, you start to, you you reach this, this purgatory of sorts in regards to how a team views you to where yeah. – you are so you're so valuable, you know, whether it be as if we're talking size, athleticism, ability, personality, like, you know, with whatever, like whatever, you know, uh, intangibles. You're so valuable that and you fit whatever would come in. We can't trade you. Yeah. Right. right. Even, even if for even if it's for a star, we have to keep you because we we need you next to whatever we're bringing in. Yeah, yeah. And on the other side of that is we got to pay you whatever the market, if not more, demands. Right, right. So, I mean, I think that's where Trey and guys like Mikel, that's why when that when that Kevin Durant, when those Kevin Durant conversations would happen, mainly with Phoenix, I was like, it's like, damn, I was like, man, if I'm if if I'm Brooklyn and you got to do this, if there's a chance to do it, I'm I'm cool with that. I mean, Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, the last thing, the last thing about was Phoenix. Guys like Mikel, man, they do not grow on trees, and they fit that. No, that they, you know, they fit the middle. Like they're so valuable to you, but you can't let nobody else get them because you didn't pay them. So what do you, what do you do? Yep. And those guys are on your team in your locker room for ten plus years. We see it all the time. You got two of them too. I mean, you got Cam out there too. He's he's in that same that same mode where. Great two-way guy can defend real well. He got to the point where he can he can he's dependable from three, but can also put it on the deck a couple of dribbles and then go in traffic and finish above the rim. Like you said, at that size, at that size with those measurables, and then those intangibles, you know, rotating real well off the ball, being able to guard the ball, great switches, uh, defensive versatility, and then not needing the ball in their hands a whole lot, not needing. Yeah. 12, 14 shots a game to go and get you 15 points because they can catch a shot or they can offense rebound and get and ones, catch and finish. Like you said, the market's not going to, the market's not going to, those dudes aren't going to get 30 or $40 million from your franchise because you're going to get that to DeAndre, you're going to get that to D-Book. Chris Paul may wind up, <laughs> might yeah. wind up getting a couple a couple coins from you. But else is going to look at Bridges and like, yo, he's, He's pretty dang good. Yeah. Let us pull him away. And that doesn't do nothing but help everybody else in your league and your conference because now all of a sudden when you play Phoenix, you don't have to worry about who that guy's defending. He's somewhere else. 
So, so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a lot of some other team just really just helped you out by paying him. But I, I agree with your point that those dudes do so much for Phoenix and are so good in their system. They may not look sexy in another system, but they're good enough as individuals for somebody to to um, to drop a bag to and pull them away from there. Because at some point they're paid and their franchise may say something like, "Well, we can't afford to pay you that right now, so you could go ahead and test the market." And there'll be some some people out there that want to pay them. Yeah, I mean we see it we see it all the time, and sometimes it's just a matter of like you know, like let's say if Trey was six five, we might be having a different conversation. But you six ten, six eleven, six nine. I mean you 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 in that range with those abilities, like you are gonna everybody is going to be knocking on your door all every other team in the in the the, uh in the nba can use that kind of guy and they're invaluable and should never really have a reason to ever leave unless you know um you know whether you know we're talking injury or just you know time runs its course but that guys like that man they gotta they gotta stay attached to what you're trying to build for years to come. So, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was now nah, that's, that's definitely uh, a good conversation there, man. Uh, coach, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, you know, Sunday, uh, you know, we're about to in, in November here. Uh, is there anything you got, you got working on anything that you got coming next? I mean, I'm seeing that you're doing uh, basketball communication breakdowns, which is, which is beautiful using the language um making people smarter i hope that those continue but anything else that you want to mention before we leave here yeah um doing an evaluation camp buddy of mine coach at oak forest academy he wanted to partner with me using some of my scouting report um my my scouting stuff you know with Mm -hmm. film no lies based off it's called a film no lie evaluation camp ninth through 12 graders on the north shore at oak forest academy it's going to be at oak forest academy but we're capping it out at 25 hoop. You know, it's just an opportunity for us, myself and a couple of buddies of mine who are also trainers and evaluators. We're just gonna we're just gonna put the kids through basically combine type type drills that'll play some five on five, you know, the shuttle run, vertical jump, um, close out stuff, let them play small sided games two and then get some five on fives in. Well, you know, I've created a template that I can use to, you know, to evaluate them. And then with that, I've been in communication with some, some colleagues that I, you know, um, an American athletic conference coach reached out, said he liked it. NAIA head coaches, division two head coaches, um, Sunbelt conference, conference USA coaches have reached out and said that they liked it. So we pull enough talent out of there. I told those guys that I make sure that, you know, those kids who are at that level, now, I'm not going to say, Hey, Chris, you're an NAIA guy, but I'm not going to send your stuff to a Division One guy. If you're NAIA level, if I think that that's what you are, then NAIA coaches will get it. And it's just a matter of – it's just a way to get some extra exposure, kind of like what I'm doing with the scouts reports I do for the college kids, just bring it to the high school level. So, no 12 graders, December 3rd, that'll be next Saturday from 2 to 5. Uh, still have about 10 spots left, so get signed up. Ready, ready to happen. Ready to make it happen. That was a terrible promo, Chris, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, man, that's all right, man. Listen, we building. We building one way or another, man. Y'all, please go tap in, tap in with your coach's favorite coach, uh, Mike Cyprian. You can find him on Twitter at Coach CYP Coach Sip underscore uh, Nola N O L A. 
uh all capital letters follow him on twitter man it's a it's a good time he's always making the the basketball community especially the people in new orleans smarter and you know uh changing changing the course of kids uh kids life and putting them in in, in better situ- in situations just to get better and grow as a as young basketball players and as uh you know you know men you know adults so shout out to coach we're gonna do this as as often as possible if we can we can make it happen once a week we will y'all continue to uh you know follow and see what we got coming up but yo appreciate y'all appreciate DraftKings Sportsbook as always Buku Media Chris Connor in space uh y'all like subscribe share um because we're gonna overload with as many as uh especially as it gets Continues to get colder outside. I ain't gonna have nothing else to do, man. In Chicago, I know, man. It get cold quick, dog. So we, Ooh, gonna, you know, we go, we go, we go flood the streets, man. So, but yeah, appreciate y'all. You in space? Now you out.